Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I had a terrible day today. I can't, I can't get rid of it in my head. You, know, you have a bad day, somebody returns a sweater. I have a bad day. Lives get lost. People lose their lives. Huh? I'm the chief hostage negotiator for the Akron and Tri-County area. And I talk people down. When they ever get a, a jump on a big building, they call me. Uh, how many uh, people have you, uh, have you uh, talked down? I mean, is there a... Well, they always jump. I've got news for you. It's a little secret from the trade. They all jump. But today we had a tough one. There's a guy, he jumps. Uh, that doesn't bother me. It happens all the time. But you see, you think they drop like rocks. They don't. He hit a gargoyle on the way down. And this guy gets his head caught in the gargoyle's mouth. Look at the head. Pops off like a grape. The body continues to spin down like a really gig. When they hit, everything pops out. It's like a pinata. The intestines, like they're spring-loaded, pop out. You know, forgive me, I was actually, you know what? You know what I was just remembering? Oh, that time nice. with you and me at the lake? With the pinata? Remember? Was that you? Yeah. Are you sure that was you? I think you know who it was. Hi. Well, it was a long time yeah, ago, and, and, and it was... Seems like last week, I'll tell you that. You wouldn't know this, but she was famous for putting her legs behind her head. She could get both legs behind her head. What you 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 he's like he's like an animal. Once again, to the Synergy Podcast, I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill. Uh, extra spot is vacant at the moment, so to help out and to join in on this uh, this fun, as you will, or insanity, whatever you choose, is uh, my man, a true son of New England, and <laughs> I obscured him from the dungeon and from the Cape, Mr. Dan Chase. How you doing, sir? Hey, everybody. I'm good, man. Uh, thank you for having me on, Gary. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Dude, I, I, like I said, uh, I, I'm telling you off air, but um, I've always been a uh, big fan of the uh, Cinema Beef podcast. Uh, I, I always look at Gary as like the uh, the people's champ of podcasting. 
Andy's like Andy's like the man of the people as well. I mean, you know, you know, pretty much, or you've done shows with pretty much like every podcaster uh, known to this planet, correct? No, I have not. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, but you're you're pretty close, right? Mm, nope. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, man. I uh, I love the show. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, just let the folks know uh, what's been going on with you lately, lately uh, as far as recording and just general shenanigans, man. Ah, uh, yeah, man. I haven't. Uh, I've been out of the podcasting game for a minute, dude, and uh, I, I honestly do miss it. Um, it, my life is so crazy busy right now. I've been doing a lot of uh, fun stuff uh, locally. Uh, like right now, we're getting ready for a music festival, and we got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Me and my buddies have been shooting a bunch of videos. And uh, oh, I didn't tell you this too. Next month, I'm <laughs> I'm going down. I'll I'll be visiting my first horror movie set, which is awesome. It's a uh, horror movie being filmed on the Cape. I'm not gonna say what movie it is because it's really bad. Uh, this is a sequel to a really bad movie, but. Uh, I, I get to uh, interview some uh, Playboy Playmates, so that's cool. Nice. Yeah, man, I'm I'm fucking stoked. So, uh, so yeah, I got a lot of fun stuff going on. But like I said, I've been out of the game for a minute, so uh, I'm glad to be back with you, man. It's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, man, I'm glad to have you. Absolutely. Uh, have you watched anything good as of late uh, that uh, sticks out to you, man? Doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, man, I, I've I've been trying to keep up um, with my shows uh, lately. <laughs> I guess it's it's pointless now to uh, to keep up with Hannibal, unfortunately, because it got canceled. But uh, yeah, no, I I I've been watching uh, Hannibal, which is a terrific show. If anybody hasn't gotten into Hannibal, even if you don't like that stuff, like like me, I, I'm not the biggest uh, Hannibal Lecter fan. But damn, that TV show is something else, man. It's like a, uh, it's like a, it's like an art house film uh, every single episode. So uh, I've been watching that. That's terrific. Uh, I don't know where or how, if or even if it will get picked up. You know, like a like a Amazon or or I know it's Netflix can't do it because uh, of a rights issue, I believe. But um. One of those, one, hopefully somebody will pick it up because that's a terrific show. So uh, I watched that. Uh, True Detective, man, season two. Um, I like it so far. Uh, there's some definitely some good actors in it. There's one scene with Colin Farrell where it's unforgettable in the first episode. Um, but unfortunately, the show suffers from, you know, that whole being compared to the first season, which was, in my opinion, the single best season of a tv show ever um i really dug season one so you know and, and season two started and i and i'm not sold yet i think it's a great show it's only two episodes i'm not completely sold but i was thinking back to it and i wasn't even completely sold on season one when i watched it i got i think three or four episodes in and by the fourth episode um something happens in it and it just uh totally changes the i, don't, I wouldn't say the direction of the show but they really amp it up and uh and the story really takes some uh some crazy jumps in it so I, I do like season one. It's what, like I said, it's one of my favorites. Um, and season two, not there yet, but I, I do think it will be there eventually. I mean, it's got all the ingredients, regardless of how you feel about Vince Vaughn. I mean, it's got some great actors in it. So, um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, I watched uh, for like the 10th time, I've watched uh, Harper's Island on. Uh, have you ever seen it, Gary? Yeah, you're always pushing it, man. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> 
Well, okay. The the significance of it is they're taking it off of Netflix tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So I've been I've been uh, watching that. I just finished that uh, the other night as well. So I had to get in one one last watch because that's one of my uh, my favorite slasher TV shows. So uh, so yeah, I think that's about it, man. I saw Jurassic Park a couple weeks ago. That was cool. It's, you know, it's no. Uh, it's it's no Jurassic Park. I mean, it was cool, and it was cool to see the park and 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 see you know all that shit come to fruition. But at the same time, I don't think it's just one of those movies that I don't think you can ever capture the original. It was a great summer blockbuster popcorn movie. So, so I saw that, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. How about you, sir? Yeah, for me, I I, I watch a lot of stuff off the off of my digital stuff and. I watched a lot of full series for no good reason. Like I watched all the Beverly Hills Cops because <laughs> I, I love the second one, but the, the other ones are kind of they're there, you know. Which and, one's the theme park? Uh, that's the third one. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the 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 soft one, I guess it's, you would call it. Yeah, that's I don't I don't thing. hate it. It's just right. you know, like other folks do. It's just it's not it ain't got the feel as the other the other ones do, and you know. Yeah, man, those movies are Eddie Eddie Murphy going off, and he doesn't really go off that much in that movie. He's very uh, subdued. It's a, much like that series. I watched uh, all the police academies. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me that. Which I lo- I love to say they they go down as they progress. But there, <laughs> there, there, there's certain ones that I love, and they they kick back with one that's really really good. I don't, like I, I I don't like part five. I loved it when I was a kid, but I hate it now. But Part six is what was on point. You know, I, I love part six. <laughs> Who says that? Part, part six, though, was on point. It was on point. I, I love part six. <laughs> now, how many did they make? It was seven. Really? Oh, okay. All right. That last one, they went to Moscow, and it was like a big piece of trash. They went to – really? And then it, 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 I, I, I mentioned on Facebook they should have called this movie Ron Perlman and Christopher Lee Got a Paycheck because that's basically what that movie is. <laughs> these 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 known actors in this film with these crazy police academy guys. You go to Russia to go stop to go thwart um uh, ruthless gangsters slash video game conglomerate uh, Ron Perlman into t- taking over the world or some shit. I don't know what's going on in that movie. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'll see anything with Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done a lot of a. Uh, a lot of stuff. If you <laughs> they go to Moscow, though, that's ridiculous. Didn't didn't John McClane go to Moscow last time too? Yeah, it was pretty awful too. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's just not the place to go. <laughs> it's not the place to go, man. It's not not a good place to take your sequel. In, Ru- in Russia, it fucks up the sequel. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so they made seven. What do you think about that being rebooted? I, I I don't think it would happen, but they probably will because it's a popular series. What if they did it like a uh, like a Twenty One Jump Street style, like, like kind of, but not really? No, I wouldn't do that. Cause, okay. No, because <laughs> it, it wouldn't work. Like the Twenty One Jump Street, which are great two films based on a great television series. Come and, on, man. Know, J- James Franco as Mahoney. That would be awful. It'd be so terrible. So bad. <laughs> Who would I pick as the Goots in that movie, though? I don't, I, <laughs> who is your modern day Goots? Or I, even, I, I guess it would be Vince Vaughn. I, I, if I had to yeah. pick a modern day Gutenberg, I think it would be Vince Vaughn. You know what? You're right. Now, who would be Hightower? Oh. Oh, man. 
Uh, Shaq? T- Terry Crews, probably. Terry you know? Crews. Yeah, man. There you go. It's your dream. Your dream Police Academy casting going on. <laughs> yeah, the remake of Police Academy. Who would be your Tackleberry? I have no uh, idea. <laughs> I don't care. I want to see it. Bring back David Graff as Terry. He'll play, he'll play himself again. Because yes. I, I don't think you can replace him. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can't. You're right. Much like uh, J.K. Simmons in the uh, Spider-Man movies, you could just have him back and fuck the continuity. Just him shooting at chill school children, making them go to school. And, you know, <laughs> Kevin Arnold's older brother, but he's really the young. But he, <laughs> yeah, but he really is. <laughs> You'll go to school now, mister. <laughs> smoke grenades into the car. Say stupid shit like school's out for the summer. Yes, oh, I, I I take that back. That was those, are, those are wacky films, though, and I enjoy them. And it, it, it's they're they're real dumb in parts, but do you remember how raunchy that the first couple are, especially that first one? Mm-hmm. But they have a blowjob scene at a podium, which still makes you laugh to this <laughs> right. day. You know, just, oh man, it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> they are classic movies, though. And, you know, I think me and you can agree that probably not the greatest comedies you know ever made, or even in like what the top. I don't know, I'd say like 30, 40, 50, right? I mean, well, maybe. No. But at the same time, man, they're just so much fun, man. It's almost like um, it, it, a lot of it's very juvenile and they have so many good characters. I just think that th- that's definitely a franchise that are, that's always worked. I couldn't tell you which which ones I like. Like to me, it's all just one big fucking series. Uh, I haven't seen the Moscow one, but it, I just I love those movies, man. It sucks. It, 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 it sucks that uh, we don't see too much of Steve Gutenberg these days. He's, he's dancing with stars and shit. Where the fuck is, is he? On? I, he? I think he was on one of those. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. The day I found out that Gutenberg was on Dancing with the Stars was the day I watched Dancing with the Stars. And <laughs> I think he got booted off like the like like second round or something like that though. And I was I was mildly depressed. <laughs> right, right. Well, good for him, man. I thought he just disappeared from 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 everything, but that's good, man. He's he's doing his thing. Uh, there's a couple other things too. It's hard to remember everything, but I saw Jurassic World as well, and that was a, uh, it was awesome. And you I, liked it? It yeah. was pretty good, but there's parts of it where I thought what they called homages to the original film were right. kind of cop outs, especially the end, mm-hmm. where they have like, okay, you see the you've seen the T Rex kind of in the towards like the the beginning of the movie. Right. And now, you know, the biggest, you know, creature of the whole fucking franchise, we're just going to throw him out and show him to you at the end. And, you know, yep. there you, there's your T-Rex, folks. And, you know, the domesticated raptors are kind of pussified, in my opinion, because those are supposed to be, like, the greatest hunters in the world or something. And Yeah. They, yeah, made, that... them, they made Chris Pratt the alpha. Not that I'm proud of Chris Pratt. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. they... They they shouldn't follow a human being to do anything, right? And, well, and that was a cool line that he had too. Was basically saying, you know, ah, oh, they could turn on me at any second. Like I I get what you're saying though. Like it's very it's very out there that these fucking things would listen to the human. Why? I mean, it, no, they they were beasts in the first one, and even the sequels they were pretty uh they were pretty rad, dude. So yeah, like the Raptors, you're right, totally pussified in the movie. Uh, yeah, me, I, I watched like stuff like people would expect me to watch, but I, I binge watched and I said I wasn't going to do this. Uh, the latest season of Orange is the New Black. Okay. How was that? It's, 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 it was good. It was good. People were all like shocked at the ending. I wasn't too shocked. There's a, there's a character played by Laura Prepon. 
Mm. If you guys haven't watched it yet, I'm sorry. But she's uh she's in the deal with some shady people and then she gets she finds they find out certain information that, that she may have leaked to the feds. Mm-hmm. So they send somebody inside to come and kill her, and they find her at the very end of the last episode. It's like, wow, that wasn't really a big surprise, people. She might get off before this next season happens. Oh, they killed Donna? That they they, they might have killed Donna, yes. But, uh, <laughs> you, you don't know until the next season pops up, of course. But uh, yeah, yeah there's, there's a character on the show, and it's connected to another film I watched for no good reason. And, uh, <laughs> What's that? Named Big Boo, who's my favorite character, and and Olive Orange is a new black. She's just like this big old chunky butch lesbian. I don't I don't watch the show, but I know that character. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my favorite character in the whole series, man. And, uh, she, she's a uh, she's something, man. <laughs> I've seen clips, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's something. <laughs> and, um, it goes back to the, a film I watched for no good reason called the the First Wives Club, which is a film I enjoy because for some reason I enjoy <laughs> lady comedies with Bette Midler in them. And uh, First Wives, First Wives, Club. It's, it's funny to me still. Just like you know, these women like like fucking or fucking around with their <laughs> shittiest of shitty husbands, you know, because these aren't these aren't good men. These are like shitty husbands, and you know, like like, like they deserve it. And, <laughs> Wait, wait, see um, if I get this right. See if I get this right. Is yeah. Whoopi Goldberg? No, not Whoopi Goldberg. No, okay. Whoopi Goldberg is not this movie, no. Okay. So but there, there is a club scene. This is like 1993 or something <laughs> where randomly they go to like this gay club or something and all of a sudden there's fucking Big Boo, like big as life. And I was like, <laughs> you've acted this long, I guess. Like, that's crazy. That's a crazy connection for me. Don't you yeah. love that? That that's one, of my, that's one of my best film going experiences when I see other, you know, some of my favorite actors. Like I saw, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, I forget his name. Um, uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank right now. Holy shit. Uh, he was in Kevin Smith's movie as the pastor there. Michael Parks, right? Oh, okay, Michael Parks, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was, uh, I'm making fun of you for, for watching uh, First Wives Club, but I was watching Murder, She Wrote the other day. Hey, it's a show. It's a program, you know? Yeah, man, and Michael Parks is on there. I fucking flipped out, dude. I was so happy. I, I was ecstatic. I was like, oh, that's the coolest fucking thing. Don't you love that, though, when you see it? Well, especially when it's Big Boo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that just brings it to a whole other level. But I, I always did enjoy seeing seeing known actors and actors that I love in, in their earlier work, you know? Oh, Parks has been working for a long time, though. So yeah. Odds are you're going to see him in a lot more things that you wouldn't have guessed he'd be in, you know? I think he's fucking brilliant, dude. He's one of my favorite actors. I'm not gonna lie, dude. If he's you look at, isn't he? I mean, uh-huh. say what you want about Tusk, but he was even he was fucking awesome in that, dude. You know, I mean, that movie's a little out there, but still, man, he kills it. But one thing I must say about, can I, I'm sorry, this is kind of going on a uh, tangent here, but go for it. The one, the one scene between Johnny Depp. And Michael Parks and Tusk. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? I haven't watched the movie all the way yet, no. Oh, my God. Gary. Okay. If you think of a scene between Michael Parks and Johnny Depp, you think it would be, you know, somewhat incredible, right? Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> dude, it is so fucked up and just so out there that, like, I, I honestly was very disappointed. All I can do now is laugh, but... Totally not what I expected, man. It, it's just you know Johnny Depp plays the uh, the investigator and Michael Parks, obviously the, uh, the 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 psychopathic killer, 
and they meet and yeah, I, I you have to see it for yourself. I'm not going to do it justice, but it is uh, not what I expected in the least. But but anyway, I, I do have hope, though, for Johnny Depp, at least playing Whitey Bulger. That's cool. You know, hopefully he'll bring it back. Finally, I thought he was going to bring it back in Tusk, but his character is fucking ridiculous in that movie. I, I gotta respect them, you know, for, for right, right, for uh, for for making that 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 cheddar that he's oh yeah. so made all those many years. Yeah, man, definitely. I, I I'm, I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp. I mean, you know, but I, I definitely can't wait to see him play Whitey. That's that's gonna be something, man. Oh, with the last three things that the last four things that I watched that, that I'll mention, I've mentioned <laughs> that you know that that I love, you know, that, that's not the first Wives Club, of course. <laughs> Is uh, one of those American Outlaws, which is Ooh. like basically your MTV Jesse James movie, right. with, with Colin Farrell in it, you know, as Jesse James. You That's know, right. yeah, yeah. I, I I like the I like those outlaw movies, especially when it involves the the James Younger gang and you know them doing their thing. I think I've watched all of all of the movies have to offer about those characters, <laughs> you know. Yep. And uh, that, that was something about sticking it to the man, like they're they're they're, they're like like um, outlaw, gun toting Robin Hoods, just like right. you know fucking over the railroad system that that's wants to burn down their farms and shit like that. And <laughs> right now, I, so are you a fan of Colin Farrell? I, I like him. A, I like him a lot of stuff. I can't I think, say I'm not a fan. You know? Right? Yeah, I hear a lot of people hate on him. I never I never understood why. I thought he was always above average. Dude, if you watch Horrible Bosses and you don't <laughs> laugh at him, there's something wrong with your sense of humor. The fucking coke snorting uh, son of the big boss. Yeah, man, that was great. He was yeah, he's he's fucking fantastic, man. Hey, in Bruges, I mean, he he's in a lot of That's stuff. That's a good that, one, in Bruges. Isn't it? Yeah, I, a lot of people haven't even seen it. I'm like, dude, fucking watch it. And, and honestly, I wasn't even first half hour of that movie. I was like, whatever. But then uh, towards the end, I was like, I, all I could think is, dude, Colin Farrell's a fucking beast. And I'm so tired of hearing people, oh, fucking Daredevil movie. And I'm like, really, dude? It's fucking 2015. We already had a badass Daredevil, you know? Oh, did you hear The Punisher, too? Is, yeah, that, uh, that's news. <laughs> that's fucking news, man. Hell yeah. Dude, from I'm not, I'm not big on Jay Bear. Um... The guy from The Walking Dead, Shane from The Walking Dead. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not big on him. <laughs> yeah, dude, a lot of people are. I Listen, I think that's fucking great casting. But Because uh, I thought he did a great job. I, I thought he's he's a pretty good actor. But um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything else other than The Walking Dead. So The Punisher's fucking badass, man. I, I say bring back Thomas Jane, but I know you can't really no, do that. I, I like Ray Stevenson because yes, that yes. motherfucker was hardcore. That yes. Movie. Fucking Warzone, was it? Oh, oh, man, that movie. Chicken chair legs and motherfucker's <laughs> eyes and shit. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, yeah! That's a badass movie. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what that what happens with those. But um, but yeah. So what else did you watch? Uh, Dance of the Dead, which is a modern zombie film that I love. Oh, I've seen Dance of the Dead. That's that's a wild one. I I don't need to explain why I like that movie. <laughs> I like that movie too. It's, it's pretty wild. I agree. Uh here's a good one. I found this DVD at the used DVD store. <laughs> Yeah, called Pulse, not Pulse like the Japanese, you know, remake Pulse. But there's a movie from the '80s called Pulse, basically about um electricity gone wild, <laughs> it, 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 like a, a lightning strikes. Of course, it did. This is so. This is such a 1980s thing. <laughs> right. Lightning strikes the ground wires at a at a power plant, and basically it makes the power 
power in different people's houses in this neighborhood go fucking crazy. Go on. Like it, like uh, it makes it go a lot stronger than it should. So there, there's scenes where it's basically surrounded around the, around this family by uh, Cliff DeYoung is the dad, and uh, you get a young Matthew Lawrence as his son, and then his stepmom. It it it, it does stuff like fucks up the TV, it burns up the TV. And then there's a scene where the mother's taking a shower. You don't see anything. Sorry, Dan. But it makes the water get real hot. And if anybody's had a really hot liquid put on their back, you can see the white, you know, the white blisters. Oh, yeah. yeah. She gets burned up in the shower. So you get the gist that the, the damn, uh, that the power goes crazy and, and basically fucks at these people's lives. Now, and how do they defeat it? They don't, and they, 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 they <laughs> the great thing about the movie is you, you can waste like 20 minutes of exposition explaining why this is going on and why that's going on, but you just see this this strike of lightning at the beginning of the film, like, yep, this is an 80s film, right? This right. is gonna happen, you know. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. I, I can I can I can't recommend it enough that maybe maybe we'll watch it one day for a show because I, I love it that much. <laughs> yeah, it's man, just, it's, so just a, it's just a dumb simple concept for a film that would have only worked in the eighties. You know? and you said a young who? Uh, Matthew Lawrence is in who the, the movie. Who the fuck is that? Who is that? He's uh those those Lawrence brothers. Matthew Lawrence was in uh. But this we, this would be this would be right around give me the, give me a break when when his brother Joey Lawrence <laughs> okay and his Joey yeah. Lawrence's brother okay okay eighties TV now people see <laughs> I guess because because all his brothers were acting because him and then the the smallest Lawrence brother was in the movie as well <laughs> really yes yeah, so they were all acting apparently at that point all yeah. I gotta say to that is whoa whoa yes indeed <laughs> that's great dude I, now I really want to watch it. And it's 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 a wild one, and it's it's well loved by people. Really, it's that it's that kind of nineteen eighties shtick that you know would have only worked in the nineteen eighties, and <laughs> it would it would not work now. You're like, well, this is ridiculous. He's like, goddamn <laughs> right, it's ridiculous. You know, I want to watch it, dude. So sorry they can't explain everything to you people. But, right, you know, electricity is going crazy, and that's all you need to know. Okay. What do you need? It spelled out for you? Exactly. This is the right? 80s. This is the 80s, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, there's something else, too, but uh, I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. I'm talking about what I watched all this time, and uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. We'll, we'll shoot into right next. Uh, we'll do it our beefs of the week. Dude, do you have any beefs of the week in entertainment to your your life itself, or what, what? What do you have for me today, man? Did you just do that awesome sound effect? It, it, it comes in in post, dude. I, I love that it's, shit. It's dude. not magical, okay? <laughs> it reminds me of the fucking He-Man thing. Um, it, it, beefs, man. Yeah, it actually has to do with um a, a lot of the things that I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, with, with with television, it all comes back to TV, and I I just wanted to get your opinion on a couple things now too. Um, oh, f- first of all, like something like True Detective, right? You got um single season shows. Now, what do you think about that in general? Do you think it's a good idea? I mean, me personally, I think it's it's great to tell uh a story longer than a movie, 
but then, you know, be uh, aware of itself that maybe uh, I shouldn't go on for fucking 12 seasons, you know, like make it a season or two or whatever. Like True Detective season one is one full story and it feels like one one contained story. So I don't know. What do you what do you think about that kind of storytelling? I'm OK with that as long as, you know, they're, they're playing these like especially like Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. Who can't close out a show for shit? I'm sorry. Pe- people love this this American Horror Story, mm. and they I, the problem I have with it is yeah. it starts out real strong, mm-hmm. and then it takes a big shit. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like every time it comes on, and you you guys could disagree with me or, or not disagree, not agree with me, you know. But um, it's uh, it, he pulls that and he, he talks about oh, all the shows are connected somehow. Why the fuck would you just just make separate right. things? Right, and right. You have, like, the same actors in the shows all the time, and I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just... Right. If you, if you can't close... You're out there closing the show, like, you know, the Chicago Cubs or something, you know, you can't close the game, but it's... <laughs> it's, 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 it's It doesn't... It doesn't make it awful. Where you're like, it doesn't feel like a waste of time, but it definitely hurts my viewing pleasure of watching the show when you're, you can't close the show. You can't close the series, and, you know, and it's... It hurts me. It hurts my soul. Yeah, man. No, I, I, you know, look, look, I got a question for you, man. Now, would you agree with the statement that, um, most of the people that watch American Horror Story aren't particularly like, I guess, quote unquote, hardcore horror fans. Like I said about The Walking Dead, too. I I totally agree. Right, man. I've always felt like um, all the people that are like, oh, yeah, 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 you're the horror movie guy. And I'm like, yeah, kind of whatever. And they're like, yeah, did you see American Horror Story? I'm like, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> I have I have no interest. Like I want listen, I watched season one and I've caught it and, and it's cool or whatever, but to me, it gets a little hokey. It gets a little like um like, like I don't know. It just feels like a fucking cheesy like Halloween special sometimes. I'm like, I'm not always in the mood for that. Halloween time I'm down. But like I don't know, it just seems like that that show it like you said, it definitely starts off well. But it always ends up shitting the bed. I've noticed. Like, and and I I haven't fall. I I fought season one all the way through, and then part of season two, and I came back to season two, which just like I said, it just reminded me that oh okay, well season one kind of sucked at the end, and and this one kind of sucks at the end. So you know what? I'm not gonna continue. You know, and it was as simple as that. Why I still watch The Walking Dead, I couldn't tell you. I still do though. I'm not saying it's bad, you know. You see, but like The Walking Dead, they, it started out like a show for right. people who are genre fans, and all of a sudden it became this big, big thing. And you know, oh. like you knew it was going to be, and it, it had its audience, and it had another kind of audience. Right. But the problem is that other kind of audience, kind of, and of course the the, the changing of showrunners constantly, and that hurt the show, I think, too. The changing of what direction the oh, show yeah. should go in with the different showrunners, right? And oh, big time, it it caters to that casual fan. And right. like I said, no offense if you watch The Walking Dead constantly, you're supporting the genre, and I applaud you. It's just you know, it's it's that wrong that that wrong kind of fan, right that, right? that that gaggle of lines and armies and droves of people who come to meet Norman Reedus like he's some kind of sex symbol, <laughs> right? Right. At right. conventions, it's it's yeah. crazy. If you, you ever been, it is a sea of some of the most beautiful white women you ever want to see in your life, right? And you know they all want to fuck Norman Reedus, and I don't see the distinction. 
<laughs> I, I've seen him up close. Him, him my, my boy used to be friends. They used to go to dinner and stuff. But now he says he takes girls to his room two or three at a time. And I said, wow, that's that's a pretty awesome life to live if I was a bachelor, you know? <laughs> right, right. I, I had two words, man. Or is it three? Uh, Boondock Saints. That's all I'm saying about Norman uh-huh. Reedus right there. Well, but but see, that was my whole thing, though, with, with The Walking Dead. It's almost like those are the flagships. You know, you, you're waving that Walking Dead flag, so, you know, people get drawn in by it. And then it's up to people like me and you to be like, hey, hey, come here, come here. And then show them the real shit, you know? Like like when people start talking to me, chicks in particular, how much they fucking love that dude. I'm like, have you even seen Boondog Saints? They're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, if you love this guy in that, like, watch this fucking movie. Like, are you kidding me? Dude, even the sequel, he, he comes off as, like, such a badass. But, um... Yeah, so that, but you're right though. That's that's one thing about it, man. Like stuff like The Walking Dead, where it's definitely good for the genre. It's it, it sucks because it's almost like a slight misrepresentation for for people like me and you and stuff like that. But like I said, if it draws people in and then they get introduced to better stuff along the way, then fuck yeah, I'm all for it, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, me too. You know? So. Oh shoot, yeah. There's there's tons of stuff that I I could talk about, but. That's really coming to mind as far as my beefs go. It's just it's, it's, it's one of those things where, I guess it's, it's an off week for me. <laughs> I have nothing really to complain about. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? Yeah, you know what really grinds my gears? The, oh, I, uh, actually, that that reminds me. Okay, that, I, I got a question for you. Um, now, uh, with Ted 2 coming out, are you going to see Ted 2? Were you a fan of Ted? Yeah, I'll go see Ted 2. I, I was a fan. I, loved, I got to see a lot of genuine laughs out of Ted. Okay, all right, because I mean, this is big man for McFarlane. I mean, if if he dropped the ball on this one, coming off of uh, what, what was fucking something to die in the West, whatever the fuck that piece of shit was. Um, you know what? I, I can say this about that movie. If you watch the unrated one, you get stuff in it that you didn't get in the rated one that makes the movie work. So, really? Yeah. So if you watch the unrated one, ah, oh, that makes me mad though. It makes it better. <laughs> that, that, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's like everybody. If you see, if you see the director cut of Blade Runner, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't. Oh, fuck! It's just, like, why didn't they just release that to begin with? I understand, you know. No, there's stuff in there you couldn't put in theater. <laughs> oh, oh, that bad? Oh, yeah. okay. I see. I see where you're going with this. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. I, I just, I'd like to see what what he can do because I'm such a I, still to this day, man. Family Guy comes on and i'm fucking laughing my ass off dude it's just my kind of sense of humor and i was watching ted last night and and it was just you know i was thinking to myself there really is a lot you can do with this fucking stupid premises you know especially with them being stoners and just it's just hilarious to me so yeah i can't wait to see ted too i'm, I'm i think i'm gonna go this weekend i don't know i'm not sure yeah if i if i, if I going to be for the weekend it wouldn't be about cinema it'd be about you know Certain people who who are butthurt about uh, a certain you know law that passed for all fifty states and you know oh sit down those people could just go fucking go eat a dick you know? <laughs> and, and then not 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 in the way that those people love to possibly eat dicks I right. mean maybe go eat like a devil's dick or something like that because they're <laughs> they're so fucking full of themselves and you know and. Yeah, you know, let, let folks be unhappy. You know, they they, they want to get married, they get divorced, just like the rest of them. So you know, man, I've never seen the fucking problem with it, dude. I mean, it, what the the thing is to me, like, 
All right. It, clearly, you have problems with yourself. You're not comfortable in your own skin. I mean, if you don't approve of somebody else. You know, I, listen, I, <laughs> I think people have, like, really bad misconceptions, too. And, you know, a lot of it, people were raised a certain way, you know, their parents, uh, their parents before them. And, and and it just sucks. But, yeah, a lot of people are just fucking closed-minded, dude, and they just don't understand. But to me, it's just like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, I mean, of course. That makes fucking sense. I mean, it's kind of silly to not have it. So fuck it, you know. Let whoever wants to get married, let them get married. You know, I'll yeah. bet your fucking divorce lawyers are fucking happy as shit right now, though. Yeah, you got to remember that this is a this is the twenty first century. They need to possibly get over themselves. Yeah, exactly. All, all I'm saying, if it's okay with the Pope, it's okay with me. Okay, because right. <laughs> this Pope has had a lot of interesting. And I hate to bring religion into the beef podcast, but. This pope is like the rock star of popes, in my opinion, because I've liked a lot of the progressive things he's had to say over his uh, his right. reign or whatever over the Vatican, whatever you want to call it, you know. But, right, uh, right. But if, if the pope's cool with it, I'm cool with it. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And uh, you guys need to get over yourselves. You know? And you know what, too, Gary? In a world where it's 2015, man, and we live in a world where I'm sorry, but. <clears throat> this fucked with me big time, but uh, man, we live in a world where fucking Bill Cosby was roofing people and fucking them. So, think, uh, think allegedly, about that. allegedly, allegedly, my ass. That's exactly <laughs> what he was doing, and nobody wants to accept it. But that's the world we live in now. For me personally, and, and in a world where fucking Robin Williams like fucking hung himself or whatever, it's just. Stuff like, you know, uh, having a guy marry another guy or a girl or whatever, um, it's just so irrelevant in the big picture. Like, bottom line, dude, just fucking be good to people, you know? And, I mean, it's just just be good. to Let fucking live. Let them do what they want to do. You know, there's so many bad fucking things in the world, like fucking Bill Cosby and his pudding pops, that – it's just shit like this doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't matter. So that's just my feeling on it. I just yeah, it's frustrating though, isn't it, dude? It's like the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Who cares? Who fucking cares? I don't even. So, I don't even dignify with their response. I mean, right, right, right. I mean, I, we're 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 on Legion, and we just had a couple. We just acquired a couple new shows because of what certain people have to say about the subject, and they they. Have people that are that way, not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, and they felt it was time to to find greener pastures somewhere else because I guess they don't want to deal with a bunch of hate mongers, and, huh. I, and, I, and I can get that, you know. So, uh, yeah, more power to you guys, you know, and I hope you're happy with us at, uh, at Legion here. And, uh, <laughs> say, so so say that's bye-bye. what that was about. I was, I was <clears throat> Yes, that's what that was about, sir. In uh, a, a totally unrelated uh, story, I just want to say the, uh, the the Kiss the Goat podcast, one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen on Facebook, dude. Do you remember this guy? I don't know if you remember, but it was when Scott Derrickson got added to the group. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what he said? I fucking laughed so hard, man, and I always wanted to tell X. Uh, it's just one of the funniest things. It was something to the extent of what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny, like, director of Sinister, uh, he, he got Marvel's Doctor Strange, like, he's fucking blowing up, dude. <laughs> he's just hanging out the Kiss the Goat up. And, he, and he's getting all the Kiss the Goat updates. I thought that was fucking classic, dude. I loved it. I've never, I don't think I've ever gotten a better chuckle. 
That's oh, great, man. Dude, that's 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 very random, and it's pretty funny. You it know? is, dude. I loved it. I was like, wait, because I'm friends with him. I'm a big fan of Scott Derrickson, man. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, that's great. But, yeah, anyways. Yeah, that's that's about the end of the, the beefs or whatnot. You know, I, I, I can say some sad stuff like, you know, this past weekend at, at Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, it's a horror convention. Mm. Sid Haig put on a Captain Spaulding makeup for the last time. No! Yeah. No. So that's that's an ending of an era, I guess, if you're a Rob Zombie fan, if you like that sort of thing. Oh, man, I had some friends down there. I'll have to ask them. Fuck if they saw him. I, I, I love Sid the Man because he does funny stuff, and he's he's just a hilarious old guy who will take your cell phone and just curse <laughs> out a random person. <laughs> he's, he's like the best. Sid is the best. If you ever met Sid Haig at a convention... But you better get there soon because he's getting up there in age. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, he's one of the best, most friendly people you'd ever yeah. want to meet. He'll sign anything you give him for ten bucks. Yep. And for the for convention, you know, that's that's the cheapest of the cheap. Mm. You get all that, and then you get all that personality too. So go get your Sid Hagen. I'd, I'd recommend it. You know. <laughs> Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> He's so great, dude. You yeah, don't man. Tell me why you don't like fucking clowns? I'm gonna kill your whole fucking family. That is the only good Rob Zombie film to me is The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> He's so good at it too, man. But to him and fucking Bill Mosley, dude, the back and forth they have a great. Yeah, man. Sid Higgs, in my eyes, is like a fucking legend, dude. You know, he's um, been around since the fifties. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, like uh, it's it's one of those things where. You hear that, but we'll see if it's really the fucking last time. It'll be it'll be the last time until they pay him a fucking buttload of money, and then he'll do it again. Just like I still don't believe we'll see Robert England, uh, you know, makeup with, you know, like it, he's definitely gonna bring that shit back. Chatty Bob, probably, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. boy. So. But yeah, t- today we're we're here to talk about. Of our, our love or hate for, for animals, or our dog obsession episode, if you will. <laughs> our hate of animals, how I we kick, kick puppies. Yeah, I, I, I kick puppies off, and just the ugly Uh-oh. ones, you know? No, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> Just the ugly ones. <laughs> Did you see that Quasimodo dog? Oh, God, yeah. It was like the ugliest dog in the world. <laughs> but uh, we're going to cover three films on the show. Uh, one is Watchers, starring... Uh, the great Corey Haim and the more awesome Michael Ironside. Yeah. And, uh, yes. Uh, Recovered Man's Best Friend featuring Ali Sheedy, Lance Henriksen, and, and a dog, you know, a super dog. And one of the most mer- memorable scenes in cinematic history. Oh, I love it. I love it so <laughs> many, man. Not just the Henriksen screams. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and that horror film that I, I find hilarious uh, that we're going to cap off the show with is, uh, Christopher Guest's uh, epic comedy film, in my opinion, best in show. Uh, not just your opinion, sir. <laughs> okay. uh, I t- I cannot wait to get into that one. All right. And uh, <laughs> we'll go into Watchers uh, first. We'll, we'll talk about that right from the preview. It's known that Banadine has conducted classified biological research for the National Security Organization. Any reason for our viewers to be concerned? None whatsoever. Although the research animals which were kept here have been destroyed, absolutely no toxic elements have been released. Who's it? GH3. The dog. 
and one of the ox comes. Are the ox come and the dog still telepathically linked? On a biofrequency that only the ox come can receive. Travis Cornell made a new one today. And it may just cost him his life. The dog was like a homing device. The creature, a search to destroy missile. You know what happened to Tracy's, don't you? Travis had a dog. No, no pets. Travis, are you? Can't you control it? It's got to be stopped. GH3? They're called your research animal. That's why you're so smart. They created the perfect killer. As long as he's with the dog, his life is in danger. Now, how are they going to stop it? It's up to you, isn't it? I stay, you die. And I say we make a stand right here, right now. stars in watchers watchers from 1988 uh it's a 5.2 on your imdb i'm surprised it's that high I, I like it but i know a lot of folks liked it like i liked it yeah mm-hmm. uh it's plot synopsis is this based on a novel by dean coons a book a boy takes in a stray dog later finding out that it's Ultra-intelligent runaway from a genetic research lab. (laughs) Unknown to him, the dog is being stalked by another escaped creature that's not quite so friendly. Dan, I'll let you take the lead on this, man. What did you think of Watchers, man? Uh, To be honest with you, man, I I watched it uh, probably about, I don't know, four or five days ago at this point. And to me, because it was a first-time watch for me, it's not that memorable, to be honest with you. Um, Cassie, now you said this was 88 88, yeah. Now, when was Silver Bullet made? Silver Bullet was like 86, <laughs> I think. Okay, okay. He was he to, was working a lot back in these days. Yeah, and not only that, dude, uh, the whole time <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm watching this movie, I'm like, this is just kind of like a lamer version of Silver Bullet in a lot of ways. Like, there's certain things that happen in the movie that kind of mirror it. And then up in, until the very end... It's it's fucking the same thing. I mean, I'm not, you know, obviously we'll get into the end later, but it was just like, uh, this is just a shittier, dumbed down version to me. I mean, was, that's just me because I'm, I'm Silver Bullet's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. But uh, it was, it just to me wasn't that memorable. I mean, I, I when it comes to the two Corys, I actually was a fan of uh, of Haim over Feldman. Mm-hmm. And especially like this age, dude, I think he's a great actor, man. And and it definitely his acting skills popped. Is he the greatest actor? No, but I, I, I do see what the big deal was back then. I thought I think I think he he did a damn good job, man. Um, but this movie's kinda it's kind of a theme between this and the man's best friend too. Yeah. Like where? Uh, totally unintentional, by the way. I, I I forgot that these two were so much alike. Yeah, know? and well, no, and it's not only that, dude. It just uh, it, a lot of '80s movies kind of did this to where it was extremely ruthless and fucking gory and violent or whatever, but it had like this 
light tone to it with like a, a cute little score and stuff like that. Like when I watch Silver Bullet and you get that score, even when it's like the the nice, you know, uh, piano music, it's still fucking creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's like an underlying creepiness to it all. But these are just like lighthearted 80s movies in a lot of ways. Almost like this is a horror movie, but we're going to throw on old John Hughes too. <laughs> it's just like, I wouldn't compare it to, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they, they have these weird tones to them. And I, I've always appreciated them, but I've never really like, to me, they, I can't really take them seriously. Like a hundred percent because of that. It's like, well, okay. If this film doesn't know what it wants to be, then I don't necessarily know how to feel about it or like the way I feel about it. You know what I mean? So if you've never seen Watchers or read the book, basically mm. these these two things, now that they're bred in the lab, the dog, the dog is a golden retriever, which, uh, what does he call him, Fuzzface or Furface? I forget. Furface. Furface. Yeah, yeah he, he says with the Hame uh, names the dog in that movie. <laughs> I don't even think he has a name. but uh, Brilliant name, by the way. Brilliant name, by the way, Hame. Good job, sir. God rest your soul. <laughs> Good job, Hame, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this 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 dog is in this lab with this, I guess, like this mutant Sasquatch that they bred in this lab, because it's not quite. You know, can't tell really really what it is. If it's like a man or like ape, it's kind of like crossing between the two. And um, <laughs> they're, they're, for some reason, the dog the dog's mind is linked to this thing. <laughs> so funny, dude. In the film the film starts out <laughs> with this lab explosion, this dog running through the woods. And then, of course, this dog finds Haim, who's macking this chick who seems to be way too old for him. Right. But more power to you, buddy. You're getting you're getting some 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 top class trim there for your 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 age, I guess you call it. You know. It was probably in his contract at that point. <laughs> you know, he's like, "Listen, I'm fucking Corey Haim. This is what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't care how it factors into the story. <laughs> I, need two, I need two kilos of blow and a hot chick. <laughs> I need two kilos of blow and a fucking college chick. Yo, <laughs> that's, that's all I need, man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So the dog finds him, and of course, you know, the dog seems way too intelligent for it than the golden retriever should be because he's way too and have so of course Corey Haim takes this dog home with him you know unbeknownst to him because it's hilarious to hang out in the back of this pickup truck you know and and uh you go on and on you find a dog can do stuff like type on the computer and <laughs> stuff so you basically find out throughout the film because the, the, the this this beast of, uh, in question it bumps off her father that anywhere the dog goes, the creature is essentially going to go and kill. I guess he's almost like a G-man. I guess right, right. He's almost like shaking people for for information, but he's just killing them, so he it ain't no good. Them. Right. <laughs> he gets their scent. Where the fuck's scent. the dog? I know. Uh, right? uh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're dead. Oh shit! He can't train nothing now. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you're right though. What? Yeah, now that I think about it, he doesn't. <laughs> he just kind of goes around fucking shit up and and doesn't really catch up until the end. Oh yeah, so, so there's that, and then you know they 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 find out that, that about this thing somehow because Michael Ironside is basically your Lance Henriksen of this movie. Right. He's right. the guy who knows all about this creature, who's gonna hunt down this creature and all this good stuff, and somehow they find out that this creature is a thing. 
and why it's a thing because the dog tells him so. <laughs> you said this before, dude, but let's all just uh, not gloss over what Gary said earlier. The dog knows how to type. The dog knows how to type, apparently. Because... The dog knows how to type, and he goes and he fucking holds <laughs> up his spot in the classroom, too, by the way. Like, like, what, like, you know you're a dog, so therefore you know you shouldn't be in a classroom. Why would you bark and blow up uh, your masters or, you know, fucking Feldman or, I'm sorry, Haim? Why would you blow up his spot if you're such a fucking smart dog? Why would you do that? This like, is definitely don't... one of those one bark for yes and two bark for no, <laughs> right. dogs, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 the whole thing, the whole premise to this movie was just batshit crazy to me. And like I said, there are some memorable moments, um, and specifically that fucking end scene, dude, like you said. That Sasquatch looking thing, dude. Holy shit. How bad was that, first of all? Like, I, I hate to skip ahead, but I, I just I have to talk about it, dude. That was one of the worst fucking things I've ever yeah, seen. Once you see life. it up close, it does look pretty bad, but the the, the the gore scenes you get with him just mauling people. Yes. yes. It's, it's they're pretty on point. There's a reason why this yes. movie's rated R because I agree. It's all because of the Sasquatch killing folks, <laughs> you know. Right. You know what they do? They also try in the end to like, you know, do that whole um, Charlie Sheen bear movie thing where there was no bear. And, you know, they do a lot of fucking cutaway shots and quick flashes of whatever. But then they would mix it with the, you know, with the full Sasquatch suit. And it was so ridiculous, dude, that like if it focused in more than two seconds, dude, like you'd realize like this, this is probably, um, probably a waste of my time. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And this came after Silver Bullet, where you look at that werewolf and then you look at whatever the fuck man bear pig this was, dude. I mean, it's just with with fucking Patrick Duffy as a leg. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just, it was crazy, but that's why I loved it. I actually, I was like, yeah, okay. It was like sleepaway camp, that end scene to me. And I know it wasn't meant to be like shocking or whatever it was meant to be, you know, okay, this is our fucking animal. But to me, it was so bad that I was like, oh my God, that was kind of incredible. That was so horrible. <laughs> like, and, and I don't know. Do you see it like that? No, or? It, it looked really it's bad. So bad. Like I say, with Silver Bullet, you had, you had Hollywood money, you know, in Silver Bullet, you know making the creature how it looked and, you know, this, that, or the other. And even then in Silver Bullet, it looked a lot better in the transformation than it did in the final product because it was kind of like this this dog-faced person, you know, running around. Not that I'm shitting on Silver Bullet. Right. You know, know but it was, it was kind of plain compared to other on-screen werewolves. You know, I agree. Or, or lichens or whatever you call those things. Sorry, Jamie. But um, <clears throat> bipedal uh, wolf person type person, you know. Right, right. Um, but in this one, I I I love that. I love that. We go back to tropes again, you know. Yeah. My mom, mom, and and, and son, and in you know, because the girlfriend is now in a coma, because <laughs> you know that's right. the thing in this movie. Because <laughs> she got traumatized or attacked <laughs> by this thing. I forget which one it was, but it's, it's Watchers. It, it's on YouTube for free. You can watch it. And uh, <laughs> there's a reason for that too. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 go to their 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 cabin in the woods, of course, you know, to get away from this creature who can hunt. It doesn't matter where the hell you are, can hunt you down. It's like it's like Terminator of Sasquatches, you know. Yeah, don't you know by now it will find you. It will find you, man. And you will explode inside of a warehouse. You know, it will, it will not extract information to find you, but it'll just follow you everywhere. 
it goes by the Chris Rock rules of, you know, I won't hit a woman, but I'll shake the shit out of her. But <laughs> in, in his case, he'll shake you till you die and you get bald by this giant man bear picnic, you called it, you know. And, <laughs> now give me the big piece of chicken. Yes, indeed. Getting big piece of chicken. That's, that's all he's looking for is that big piece of chicken, Daddy. Yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs> no, man, but this movie, I listen, I, I did enjoy it. I just think that uh, to me when I was watching it, it was it was a little slow in some parts. Uh, I gotta say, Michael Ironside is always fucking brilliant, and I think he was probably the best part of this movie. You know, um, he's just one of those actors where every time he's on screen, you're just fucking glued to it. You're like, oh, this is fucking cool. Well, he's that you guy. Know? He's he's Ironside every time, except unless, right. unless he's like you know playing yeah. the psychotic person, like in like in um visiting hours. He plays a good psychotic right. person. True. So that's like a change for him rather than being like this smug. You know, in pursuit of the 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 good guy type guy, you know, right, right. or bad guy who's kind of the good guy, but he's not a good guy. <laughs> he always plays that part. Either one of those three things, you know. He's scary, man. Uh, he, I I love to meet him. It's one, definitely one of my convention gets. <laughs> before yeah, he right. Dies, is our inside, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what would you get him to sign? But it's so many good things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Tyler and V. I love V. So that'd probably be the big thing I get him to sign. It's like, yeah, I love him in V. So that was the one uh, Robert Engel was into, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. I I saw a couple episodes of that. I thought it was fucking cool. When was that made? Eighties too, right? Yeah, early eighties. Yeah. Yeah, early eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back back to Man Bear Pig for sure, though, man. Yeah, right, right. Man Bear Pig, dude. One of the worst fucking uh, whatever the hell that was, dude. And and that's the thing too about it is um to you know you see all these eighties movies and there's like the cheese factor, obviously. But like, well, I guess with this movie, it just threw me off a little bit. Like, I didn't expect it to be that bad. And like to me, like I that last scene, I was fucking dying. I was like, I was holding my sides because they fucking hurt. I was like, oh my god, that was one of the fucking greatest things ever. And I know it's not intentionally supposed to be. And I, I don't, I can't say that other people would find it that funny. But it's just the fact that, like I said, the, just the fact that they tried to hide it. And then they were like, okay, but here it is. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What the fuck was that? Wait, wait. And then they'll do it again. And it's just, it, to me, it's just hilarious. But I mean, yeah, man, it's, and it's, like I said, the ending's very, very much like Silver Bullet, you know? Well, yeah. Well, you, and, you, you know what's going to happen. This is that kind of movie. Yeah. The, the yeah. cutesy Golden Shepherd is going to live, the right. creature is going to get exploded. The man pursuing the creature is definitely going to die because this is, this is that kind of movie. Yeah, spoilers. Ironside doesn't make it in this movie, people. He doesn't make it. And I forgot something, too. Remember the part where the fucking thing just picks the dog up and fucking tosses it oh, across great. the room, dude? <laughs> like a fucking wrestling move. That's great, man. It's like this. And it's not even a big squash. It's like kind of like, like, like a baby squash, you know? It's, right. It's yeah. kind of like, kinda like we, we, we didn't have the right parts to build him, so here you go. <laughs> we just threw some flesh and some hair on this beast and said, go on to the world, you know? We got this, huh? Huh? We got this, hey, this this hairy slash fleshy thing for you. He can, he can hunt down this dog like nobody's business. He just killed Michael Ironside the other day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, so it, it ends, and of course, happily ever after, thing gets blown up in wherever they gets mm. blown up at, and I forget exactly where they lure him to to get blown up in. But uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. No, I and like I said, it's it's definitely got some memorable moments, but for me, it's just kind of like uh, for the most part, it's pretty forgettable. You know, I do like I said, I think uh, I think Haim is good, and 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 there was that like. I love my dog vibe to it too, you know, mm-hmm. like even though it was a super dog and he had telekinetic powers and, you know, he was basically fucking Gene Gray. Um, if Gene Gray was a dog. Oh, like, this dog loves Scrabble, by the way, guys. He loves Scrabble. Oh, that's right too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? You see, that's, that's the whole thing though. It's the tone. The tone I just don't get. It's like a lighthearted, da, 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 da. and then it's fucking, like you said, awesome. Some awesome death scenes, some really great um gory scenes but i don't know just tonally it was it was just off to me but i did i did like a lot of it though it wasn't like you know it wasn't like this movie was a total loss like i think it was fun you know i uh i enjoyed it that's great man uh i guess we're going to ratings now uh one through ten what would you give watchers (sighs) i'd give it a four i'd say uh, yeah, like I said, it, it was enjoyable. It wasn't a complete loss, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, and and for you know, you get a look at the time it was made too. Um, could have been a lot worse, dude. If it if it had anybody other than um, other than fucking one of the two Corys, then yeah, they, did, they definitely had the face, and that helped to help <laughs> move things along. And then you know, for the movie, it did. Yeah, man, and that that probably you know because that probably gets three points in itself, and then the the fourth point is just for that ridiculous scene at the end. So uh, <laughs> it scores a four like unintentionally for me. So I, I did enjoy it though. It, my enjoyment level was very high on this one. Uh, you know, if it's a good movie or not, uh, absolutely not, in my opinion. But I I did enjoy it. So yeah, four for me. What about you? Uh, for me, I'm I'm right there with you with that four. It's it's yep. it's it's not bad. It's not good. Right. But it's weirdly a recommend for it's me. No, it's no Police Academy Seven. It's no Police Academy Seven. No, it's, it's kind of hard not Moscow. to be. You know? Mission to Moscow. The fucking horse dancing scene at the end. Fuck that movie. With oh. Clay Morrow. With, with Clay Morrow <laughs> doing a Russian accent. No, with, but <laughs> with Hellboy himself. Hellboy himself. Yes, indeed. But uh, yeah, the, it's it's weirdly a recommend though. We're, yeah, if you ever seen Watchers, and I understand if you ever read the book, and I wasn't a Coons guy, I was a Stephen King guy back in the day. Yes. So if if you if you read Watchers, the the, the novel by Dean Coons, I guess it's people telling me it's much better than this movie is. So okay. So I, I'd recommend reading the book over the movie, I guess, from a lot of folks. I don't, I don't recommend. I haven't read the book, so you know. Right. But a lot here from a lot of folks that uh, the book is better. So that's four from each of us. Uh, the Watchers. Watchers. Four man silver bullet. Yes, indeed. Watch <laughs> Watchers if you like cutesy dog stories with giant, <laughs> well, not so giant, kind of sawed off Sasquatches doing stuff. Little baby Sasquatches throwing dogs across the room. I don't know where that accent came from. <laughs> I don't but... know either, man. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yep. we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Father was the contents of a test tube 
in the icebox in the factory of birth. My name is 905, and I've just become alive. I made you as populator of the planet we call Earth. My childhood passed me by If I speak without emotion Then you know the reason why I didn't jump the universe Spread it in my mind As my adolescent body Left this beauty behind Flesh Like Smoke is the toothsome new shapeshifter anthology from April Moon Books. Curated and edited by Brian M. Sammons with illustrations by Neil Baker, Flesh Like Smoke is a collection of 16 tales of visceral horror from today's most talented authors. 
Some of these tortured souls lash out against their cursed existence, while others relish the taste of animalistic power. Ranging from gut-wrenching terror to heart-rending pathos, Flesh-like smoke will leave you salivating for more with every turn of the page. Flesh-like smoke is available in paperback and ebook format from Amazon.com and AprilMoonBooks.com, as well as other online purveyors of fine literature. Hurry to sink your claws into a copy before the next full moon. I want people to really see what's going on in here. I can't believe they're experimenting on endangered species like these. Exactly what kind of work do you do here? I do genetic research. I want to do the intro to the story. Is this dog an innocent victim? And this doggy, Max! I want Max back. We're not talking about a street mud here. We are talking about a million dollar research home. Thank you, Max. Sweet. See, Max is not your typical dog. He's a genetic crossbreed. Get him, Max! Sick of Enhanced sight, hearing, strength, stamina. The ability to climb with jaguar-like agility. Even a chameleon-like capability to camouflage itself if threatened. Do you but in the right hands, Max can save thousands of lives. In the wrong hands, he can be a deadly weapon. We're in big trouble. He's coming apart. He is gonna sneak. best friend man's best friend from 1993 a dog from man's a dog turns from man's best friend into man's worst nightmare as he attacks everything that moves that tells you nothing about this movie by the way no and uh there's people actually like this movie less than i do they only get 5.0 so they love watchers more apparently (laughs) i don't buy that at all dude i don't either you know man's best friend is a fucking classic we're we're gonna get into this it's (laughs) it stars of course you know 80s darling ali sheedy Mm -hmm. uh scar-faced uh lance henriksen who screams in in this movie like lance does (laughs) that he does a in, a, in a cast of faces that you might recognize that I don't, so we're not going to get into those people, you know. But uh, <laughs> oh man, the the, the names escape me. The one that the, the neighborhood kid was in the Mighty Ducks and all kinds of other good stuff. That kid, dude. Yeah, yeah. W- was he the first? No, he wasn't the first one to say cake eater. No, uh, no, <laughs> no. That was the other one. Was yeah, the yeah. Ones. Uh, uh, yeah, that that was uh, that, that that kid was in a bunch of stuff that I can't remember everything that he was in, but yeah. Uh, we'll get into this now. I guess I'll, 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 take, I'll take the lead on this one. This movie, if you've ever seen Man's Best Friend before, I'll explain the short and skinny of it. Uh, basically, basically, Lance Henriksen takes a, uh, I think it's a bull mastiff. No, it's a St. Bernard. takes St. Bernard, and he uh, imbues him with different animal DNAs and abilities <laughs> to... to uh, <laughs> Kind of like Jurassic World. Yeah, kind of like Jurassic World. Yes, this is indeed before, <laughs> same, before thing. same thing, but this is 1993. And uh, he infused it with like, like he had like cheetah type strength and claws and <laughs> uh, chameleon powers and. Oh, that's all, right. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of outlandish shit. 
that you, you'd want to see in a dog killing motherfuckers. Chihuahua powers. Chihuahua powers, yeah. He gets very loud at points, you know. And, uh... <laughs> well, anyway, nosy bitch Ali Sheedy, who's her uh, expose <laughs> reporter, comes into this lab and unbeknownst to her is looking for animal cruelty stories, but she finds this dog named aptly named Max, which is like his code name or something. So Generic dog name. Generic dog name, number one. Max. Right. Max. <laughs> so yeah, they, of course they 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 they're breaking and entering gets foiled. They escape with the dog, unbeknownst to our hero or villain or whatever you want to call him. I think he's a hero, Lance Henriksen in this movie. Uh, and of course, not knowing that this dog is all this crazy type of shit, she right. brings him into her her home and into her neighborhood. He starts doing bad stuff like cutting her boyfriend's brake line. And, you know, all kinds of <laughs> havoc in the neighborhood. And, you know, yeah, it's 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 really wild stuff. And, you know, how much is that doggy in the window? All that good shit. You know, and Dan, what is your take on man's best friend, my friend? First of all, I want to go back to the fucking breaking out the dog in the beginning. How ridiculous was that, dude? I mean, first of all, <laughs> the dog the dog uh, can fight, I guess, can fight people, and and that that was with the tone thing I was talking about with the other movie too, where it was just like ruthless violence, and then like a little fucking clown music, and it was just like you know, yay heroic dog moment, and like you know, it was just all over the place, and I want to get into that later on. As we talk about, you know, um, the 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 kind of the switch they take, or oh, well, it's, it's the, discussed. It's discussed in the movie why the dog goes from being tame to getting the bloodlust that he gets. Apparently, he's being doped up this whole time by Lance Henriksen's <laughs> character, and without his medication, he be- becomes a savage beast that he was meant to be. Right. All, all these these different things come out in him, and you know. He is no longer this nice, ooh, rub my belly dog, to <laughs> I'll kill your neighborhood cat dog, you know. And Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the scene I was talking about earlier, dude. When I was a little kid and I saw this movie, I that fucking image is burned into my brain and it will never leave dude so when i saw so when i saw him you know taking the dog for a walk you know the kid with the mighty ducks uh walking the dog i was like oh this is the scene i was getting so ready for it and i gotta be honest with you man when that scene came on and he fucking eats that cat it was better than i fucking remembered it oh it was 10 times better i'm not big on animal death in movies but yeah max eats the cat in the movie (laughs) It is hilarious. Oh, it's so great, dude. And I don't hate cats, don't get me wrong, but like I'm a, I'm definitely a dog person and cats have been known to fucking piss me off every once in a while. So to see that, they, that was fucking great. The thing struggling, um, it's... And this is clearly a puppet. <laughs> this is clearly a puppet Max is in the scene. You can tell. And you don't give a fuck because no. Max is eating a cat whole. And it wasn't that even a good puppet. This wasn't exactly Jim Henson at the fucking helm. You know? and, and how he gets there is hilarious. The, 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 <laughs> right. the, the, those claws come he gets out. The claws. <laughs> yeah. And he can climb a tree like nobody's business. And it's, oh. Oh yeah. my god. Good. So this, fucking good. That and the scene where, where, where you know Friday. I wouldn't say Friday ruined this scene, but when he he gets the postman. <laughs> and you, you get the scene in, in Friday where John Witherspoon, uh, daddy, is on the bed just laughing his ass off. It's your ass, Mr. Postman. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. You better put some water on that shit. You put some water on that shit, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. I love Friday. I it's love it too, man. But yeah, fun. that movie like it, it, it cemented the scene's funniness to to to, to, to another level. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. <laughs> I thought the same thing, though, when he got it. It's your ass, Mr. Postman. Yeah, he got fucked, dude. They, they, and that's the thing. Um, Now, what did you think of this whole, like, back and forth thing where it was, like, lovable dog and then fucking killer beast? Like, I had a big problem with that because they're basically setting you up to fucking fail, meaning there's no way by the end of the movie you're going to come out feeling good about it because they, they almost, like... I don't know, and I don't want to call it a trope. Maybe it is, but just the kind of that switch, you know what I mean? Like, especially with the dog at the end and, and how she's petting him and he's all fucked up and, and, you know, he doesn't attack her and stuff like that. It's like, it's, I don't know, you, you almost don't care that it's done ruthless things because it's like, oh, it's a fucking puppy still. Until they bring in another puppy and then you're just like, yo, fuck that older dog. <laughs> I think yeah. that was purposeful too. Like they, they meant to do that, where they they figure it was it would probably soften the blow a little because there's a there's a tiny little cuter puppy, you know. You get you get, you get that that new dog after she takes him to the farm or wherever she took him right. to the supposedly nice guy who turns yep. out to be a bastard. Right. It's like right. yeah, this guy's gonna die. That's what I love about this <laughs> film. If this is your classic early nineties film where you can tell, yeah, this guy's an asshole. This guy's gonna get killed by this dog, and you know, you know it's gonna happen. And it's gonna be awesome. You thought for sure the boyfriend was gonna die because he was kind of a douchebag to Max and you know Yeah. But he, he did try he did try to kill him. He did cut his brake line. You know? that, that is true. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, remember what he did? The, one of the best scenes, though, <clears throat> I don't know who the fucking animal trainer was on this movie, but that one scene when the boyfriend's trying to uh, feed the dog, mm-hmm. and the dog just smells it and fucking looks at him and growls. That was very good. I thought that was great, man. I oh, when he, wants, like, oh. when he wants to poison the dog? Right, when he yeah. tries to fucking poison him, dude. Dog's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Now I'm going to bite your nuts off. I, I definitely thought he was going to get it, man. He didn't? I, I thought he did, no? He no, he, he doesn't die. The boyfriend lives in the movie, I think. I, oh. Again, one of those things where he's a, he's a non-existent character to me. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't like him. And then, you know, you got these, these the dog, the, the new dog who hilariously plays with power cords and then that comes into play oh, later, you know. That was fucking, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, let's not get into that later. Let's get into that now. How ridiculous is that, dude? Like, and that's that's the, that's the a 90s movie stealing from the 80s right there. That was just fucking over the top, dude. Oh, my favorite scene, it's, probably, it's not even a, a scene of gore or anything in the film. But again, you go back to the tropes of the time, this this mm. 90s trope of let's put something funny in this movie and cutesy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's another dog in the neighborhood who belongs to the Mighty Ducks kid's father, right. who Max takes a liking to. Mm-hmm. And they have like this sex montage scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I forgot all about that. Yeah, you're right. I was sitting there, and I was like, at one point, I was like, what the hell is going on? I totally forgot about that. Wow, thank you for reminding me. It's like he's looking at her, and she's <laughs> spinning around, and, you know, I was like, yep. You want to fuck? Yep, let's go. You know, and uh, yeah, all man. to Paul Anka's puppy love, okay? 
And they call it Puppy Love. Don't they do that at the end, too? I think so, yeah. That's the end credit. Oh, uh, my God. So yeah, dude. I don't know. This this movie was fun, though. Like, I, I it, it brought back some great memories. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I love it with the whole back and forth, always bad, he's good type deal. Because, like I said, it goes with the whole tonal thing, too, where... Dude, there was some ruthless. Like, if you if you look at that scene where the fucking dog is eating the cat, and then you go to I'm trying to think of a, a specific scene, but you know what I mean. Like in general, where it's like you know, it's like seeing Ali Sheedy back in the fucking Breakfast Club again or something. It's like it tries to take this like cutesy tone. And it's like, well, did we forget that the fucking dog just ate a cat? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, the tone to me, it was very off, just like the other movie. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't like that. I just find it, like, hard to fully invest 100%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I definitely enjoy this movie, man. The, the nostalgia factor was was through the roof on this. Because I haven't seen this movie in probably fucking 15 years, dude. Yeah, me and my dad, me and my dad went to go to the movies to go see this, and we didn't really? go see see movies often together. You know, yes. like, like dad, let's go to the movies, you know, together. Right. Right. And you know, we saw this, and <laughs> he didn't see a preview or nothing. He no. just saw, he just saw this shit happening with this dog, <laughs> and he, he couldn't believe what he was watching on the screen. One of those, what have you got me watching here, son? I was like, I don't know. It's not the Three Stooges that you know, but it might as well be. Right. You know, this, this dog's doing some silly stuff. And then all of a sudden he's a vicious killer, <laughs> right. which which you know this is more explained and more reserved than than Watchers because yes he has all these different parts of him inside of him fighting to 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 coexist and right the drugs are mentioned for the dog and if he doesn't get his drugs this is going to happen so it's all it's all set up and explained let's put it that way. And I like how you said the Lance Henriksen thing about, you know, he basically was the hero. Now, some could say, oh, he's the bad guy because he created him. Yes. Yeah, whatever. I, at the I, same I, time, I could, he, was, that, he was out there trying to save the folks from him by trying to, to locate him before he starts right. to kill everybody, you know. And and I'm sure it wasn't to create a fucking monster to begin with. I'm sure it was for good intentions. So it's, you know, but, yeah, you know, it's that whole thing. If you fuck around like that, there's always a chance something can go wrong. But I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't fucking break a dog out into a fucking facility like that. And uh, maybe you wouldn't have this problem, you know? Exactly. But Nosey. he was great, though, in it. Lance Henderson was fucking fantastic in this movie. Nosy cunt actress, Ali Sheedy, <laughs> stealing dogs and such out of labs, you know? Yeah, dude, what the fuck, dude? We let it be. You, you know? gonna save the animals by yourself, <laughs> bitch? Yeah, you gonna do it, you know? Was this you doing like a news report? Something too? like that, yeah. She had a fucking microphone and camera <laughs> in there. Oh, and I wanted to say this too, man. Um, one of the first movies, uh, well, maybe, maybe not. You tell me. But uh, I thought that it definitely used not a lot, but like especially in that scene where they broke them out. A lot of like uh, found footage type shit mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. from, the, from the view of that camera. The view and of the dog, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know, and I know it's not like I, I say found footage. That's not what it is, but you know what I mean, just from the camera's perspective and stuff like that. And I don't know, I just, I just, uh, it got me thinking about that of, of how many, how many movies actually did that before, and kind of the evolution because it was only what two years later? No, a year later, Blair Witch was made, right? Yeah, I think so. That's crazy to think of. Wow. I love I love the predator view of the dog. It's almost like a predator, but it's a dog. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know? That's, yeah, that's that pretty cool. cool. 
Like the Terminator, yeah. There's little silly stuff in it, like, you know, but she knew we were going to get it because they mentioned the chameleon. Right. And then the dog does the chameleon thing, but it looks like the predator kind of kind of effect. And, yep. But it's a dog, so it's stupid. And get it? Because it's your dog. Yeah, no, we got it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, like, like I mentioned, the... the the, the the silly kill scenes with with the postman and the cat, but those are you don't you don't have a film without those. Right. Those are definitely the most memorable scenes of the whole film. Are those two I, scenes? I totally agree, absolutely. And then the, the, what you get at the end after you know, guess what? After Max's fuck on, on to, uh, uh, rendezvous with this this <laughs> poodle or whatever, <laughs> there's new pups at the end, and dun, guess dun, what? Dun. Looks like Max. He's uh, gonna be killing uh, dog. Dude, and I thought that was the uh, that was a great way to end the movie, you know. It's like, yep, I'm here, and I'm. It looked like the most grumpiest puppy in the world. It's like yep, it did. I'm now, poor can, and I'm pissed off. <laughs> now, what do you know? What this movie did at the box office? I'm really curious. I'll tell you right now. Because I, I always, I always wanted to know because uh, you know it sets itself up for a sequel. Oh yeah, it, it does. You know, and I mean, it, it, listen, you could. Even even like a straight to fucking DVD, which was in 1993. Holy shit, dude! That's where it was at. Like you could have totally done a sequel or two. Maybe they didn't. I just don't know about it. It does but. not say it on on IMDb, but it did come to theaters. I saw it in the theater with my father, so I know for sure that it was there. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I want to say probably didn't do all that great though. Yeah, I don't. Know. I want to say it did though, because I I knew about it back then, and yeah. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but like I don't know. For, I think just... it was one of the ones that were more successful on VHS than right. at, at the theater, you know. Right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, man. No, I, and and like I said, the nostalgia factor was was big for me because I haven't seen this movie in well over well over a decade, probably even like two. I don't know. I saw it when I was really young and I saw it like several times too. Well, I watched it a lot too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those movies, man, like the uh you know, like the Ninja Turtles or Star Wars or um or fucking Back to the Future for me, where those that was just in my rotation, man. And uh this was this was one of the more out there ones and like, you know, I guess really if you if I'm if I'm thinking back on it now, but Kind of like one of my first like introduction to horror movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and but I think at that point though, I was more attached to like the you and know. I, th- I think it's just silly enough to right eat that kind of film, you right, know. Right, right, exactly, dude, exactly. Yeah, I, I liked it as a kid, man, and 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 fifteen twenty years later, I I still enjoy the movie, man. Ali Sheedy's great too, man. I, I don't know, like she, she's good. I call her nosy cunt Ali Sheedy, but she she does play the role very well. Yes. <laughs> Is she? Yeah, dude. <laughs> exactly. I think she's great. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that she does, man, I, I enjoy a lot of her work. I'm not like the biggest fucking fan of hers, but you get if you look at her whole career, man, this has got to be one of the biggest movies she's had, right? I mean, at least top five. No, because she does stuff in the 80s with uh, with everybody else, you know, so. That's true, too. This yeah. is this is pretty much on the decline of her career, if you would call it that, you know, and it's just. Uh, did, she, did she come back and do something big? Though? I think she did. Yeah, I think she did. I, I couldn't tell you what that is. I know. I want to say, but I remember she was really good in it, and that's what I'm referencing. But yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, you're right though. Yeah, this was this was during the decline too. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like all those John Hughes movies and stuff like that. Like I always I always really dug them, man. I always thought they were really good. But like, dude, I'm a fucking '90s kid. I I really I'm 
more than fucking more to you know. I'm sorry to say it, but like can't hardly wait and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's still funny that movie. I gotta tell you, I love that fucking yeah. movie, dude. You know, I mean, there's so many funny parts of Mike Dexter. Uh, but the thing is, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I I don't I I can totally see how people love those movies though. Like, they are fucking great. I'm just saying it didn't didn't necessarily hit me. Oh yeah, like, definitely. You know. But but yeah, I, man. I'm I'm from the state where the, there is there is no Sher, Sher, Sherman in there in uh what is it? Sher, Sher, there is no Shermer in Illinois. There is a, there is a displays in Illinois. That's where most of those films take place. You know. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, man. Illinois. There is no fucking Shermer in Illinois. You know. <laughs> Oh my God! The way he says Illinois is hilarious. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah, like I said, with this, with this movie though, man, um, it's what would you even classify it as? <laughs> like, it's like a thriller, it's like a, a sci-fi horror type movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just curious because, like I said, this is one of the first movies that I really start, you know, started watching as a little kid, and uh, and like I said, that that one scene in particular will never fucking leave my head. Go away, and it should. It's hilarious. It's no, just... it's great, man. It's, it scared me as a little kid. I was like, uh, holy fucking shit! Because I mean, you see, sure. see the goddamn cat being swallowed. It's like, it's like, yep. Yep, he's done for. You know, I never forget that moment. Absolutely, I'd say even that over like Jaws, dude. You know, because I, I will, because I saw like I remember seeing Jaws, but like Jaws used to scare the fuck out of me, dude. Like yeah. really bad, like really fucking scare me. So I want to say like I left during a lot of the parts of Jaws, dude. Like I probably was too scared. Mm. But man, man's best friend though, like I said, it kind of tricks you. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, until he's fucking climbing up a tree with claws and fucking eating a cat whole. <laughs> you know, but yep. yeah, man, I, I dug this movie though, man. I, I'll always love it. Always. We'll, we'll, we'll go into ratings now, I guess. What would you rate Men's Best Friend one through ten, sir? Uh, I'd say <laughs> uh, I'd say a five, and that includes the whole nostalgia factor. Okay. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little higher. I think I'm gonna go okay. right around a six. Because it's definitely it's it's definitely better than middle of the road. Because I've seen, I've seen movies like this right. that have pulled it off terribly. Yep. Yep. And you know, and the, 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 this film pulls it off very well. It does a good job of explaining, but not over explaining what's going on. What made the dog this way? And right. you know, it has those '90s tropes. So that the fucking kids on rollerblades. Yep, that's so '93. You know. <laughs> the, yeah, it was fun, dude. You're right. Oh man. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely a six, and I definitely recommend to both the movies we talked about so far. And uh, with that, um, we'll go on to our final feature, which is Best in Show, right after this. You know those old-time radio shows with the married couples who bicker about the kids and the car and the neighbors? Our podcast is a lot like that. Yeah. Well, if you replace the kids, the car, and the neighbors with devil movies, theology, and vodka. My name is X. And I'm Cootie. And we are the hosts of Kiss the Goat, a different kind of movie podcast. Every episode, we review a devil movie. You know, possessions, exorcisms, the Antichrist, and we stomp a mud hole in it, even if we like it. We are huge fans of comparative religion, and we love to compare real belief systems with what Hollywood seems to think belief systems are. 
But don't think we're not civic-minded, because each episode includes our Satan in the News segment, where our fearless correspondent, Sin Fallon, documents the eternal struggle between good and evil. And, as high-functioning alcoholics, we give every movie its own drinking game, so that you can enjoy the movie just like we did. Ripped to the tits. (laughs) And there is ever so much more to the show than that. And let me tell you, it ain't for kids. Hell, it ain't for most adults. But it might be for you. You won't know until you listen to Kiss the Goat exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. That's Kiss the Goat. We're the lighter side. Of the dark side. (laughs) No, here's we hope you'll really like live from philadelphia it's the 125th annual mayflower kennel club dog show Three thousand dogs competing for best in show to think that in some countries these dogs are eaten cookie and i work as a team we met at this dance he didn't want to dance i got two left feet <laughs> i thought he was kidding but i wasn't i was born with two left feet Beatrice has been showing signs of depression. Ever since she saw us having sex, what would you like to say to Beatrice right now? I'm sorry you had to see that. I've been a hairdresser about 14 years. And I went to a show. I asked my ex-wife, who's that? She says, that's Scott. We got top loin, porterhouse, T-bone. We got everything. So basically, you know, meat. Leslie and I have an amazing relationship. People say, oh, but he's so much older than you. And you know what? I'm the one having to push him away. (laughs) We both love soup. A bloodhound not only has a great nose, but they can talk. What you doing, bloodhound doggy? What you doing? What you doing? And he's saying, I'm ready. That's when you know he's ready for a show. That goal is that best in show ribbon. Actually, oh. poodle means um, puddle in German. You want your busy bee? Come with your busy bee. God, how is it? If she doesn't get her door, she's going to flip out. It's not in here. You left it at the hotel. Go to the hotel and get busy bees. That's my favorite, the miniature schnauzer. You'd think they'd want to breed them bigger, wouldn't you? Like grapefruits or watermelons. Don't look at the fat head losers or freaks. You look at me. <laughs> He went after her like she's made out of ham. Best in show from 2000. Uh, yes. This is 7.5 on your IMDb scale. I'll let you take the lead on this one, Dan. Tell the folks about best in show. It should be higher than a 7.5, man. Yes, I think I this think so. is one of the fucking funniest movies out there, dude. And, you know, when I first saw this movie, um, I remember it was weird because my best friend's mom was like fucking over the moon for this movie. She said, this is the funniest movie ever. And, you know, back then I watched it and I didn't fucking get it. I thought it was stupid. I was like, what the hell is this? Dude, I watched that movie now and it's probably like, I, I want to say um, probably like I'd say top 30 in my top 30 fucking favorite comedies of all time. It is brilliant, dude. This is a great movie. And another movie that's on there is the other one. Uh, small movie. I don't know if you've heard of it, Gary. What's it called that th- this guy did? Oh, uh, he, he did Spinal Tap. He did, uh, did. What else did he do? He did uh, A Mighty Wind. 
I, I don't know about a mighty wind, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that. That's a good one right there, man. Is it? Is it yeah. really? Okay. He did a, yeah, lot, no. a lot of good stuff that I love, you know. Right. I was I was referring to Spinal Tap, dude. That fucking movie, dude. I I don't care what anybody says, man. That is probably one of the best fucking comedies of all time. It's just so fucking on point, too. It, it's actual size. But but smaller, smaller. Yes, <laughs> he's just so good, dude. So like, yeah. So um, I, after I found out, you know, that that this guy did did uh, did Spinal Tap, it definitely piqued my interest more, and I and I you know I kind of set my brain to that type of humor, and fuck man, like this movie, dude. Parker Posse in this movie, dude, and and she's great in it. But for me, it's fucking Eugene Levy, dude. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, does he fucking knock it out of the park? He's like, she says, I got two left feet. No, seriously. And he fucking shows his feet and he really does have two left feet. Like, it is so on point, dude, that I, I enjoy this movie from fucking start to finish. I just, I, I love it. Insane fucking dog owners, dude, that just are completely out of their fucking minds. It's, it's brilliant. It's one of the best collection of actors I think I've ever been caught on screen. I swear, I swear it is. You yeah. know, and I, I think um, one of my favorite scenes in in all the film or any of the scenes mm-hmm. is where Cookie Flex, uh, played by Catherine O'Hara, <laughs> yep. all her sexcapades come out from all these random dudes <laughs> that she met, all these dudes that she fucked over the years. Yep, yep. It's like I, I, I never had sex on a roller coaster before. You remember you get your legs all the way above your head? You know, shit like that, you know. The scene with, with, with where they go to Larry Miller's house for dinner. Yes. And he's yes. talking about how many times they fucked and all this stuff. And <laughs> Eugene Levy just keeps getting sulking down and further and further into his chair. He just keeps he's like, taking well, it. well, what am I going to tell you uh, about your wife's self breasts, huh? Shit like that, you know. And, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude! Yeah, the characters in this film—it—it—it's it, it, important that they—they—they they, they make this movie, you know, or else you just got a fucking movie about a fucking dog show, you know? Right. Everybody's interesting. That—that's that, important, you know. It definitely is an ensemble, dude. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a great fucking. I—I uh, I think some others shine um, more more than some other people, but like you said, overall. And then what's his name? The dude from Spinal Tap. Uh, he's Chris on Better Call Saul. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, not him. Um, the other guy. Oh, is it Chris Figuez? Actually. Yeah, he plays the the, the 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 hillbilly guy with the hound. The. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. There's just there's so there's so many great fucking moments. How about in the backyard when Eugene Levy just fucking loses it and starts screaming and swearing? Like that really fucking threw me off, dude. Because he's just so like you know together the whole movie and he just fucking bugs out. But yeah, like you said, uh, what was the name? Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Home Alone. Home, Home Alone's mom. Yes. Yeah, 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 dude. She was great in it too. Like I, I always thought that she you know because you know her from home alone but she was fucking hilarious in this movie dude and, and, and parker posey too oh god she, she's so dude those I, are your, your classic white people her and her right. husband they, oh, they, yeah, they, like they both have braces they, they met at starbucks <laughs> yeah. they love j crew you know and then, I went, and then i went to the other starbucks wait few and then you were at the other one <laughs> that, so that, that starbucks but the one that was across the street from that <laughs> starbucks and you know like classic, dude. You know, white bread. You know, not in middle America, like like upper middle class Americans. You know. Now I got a question, Gary. Do you think and I, the the more and more I watch this movie, 
the more and more I think the whole fucking thing is 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 improvised. It, some of it has to be. It has to be right. If if you watch, if you watch, especially <laughs> the parts where the dog show is going on, and the shit that comes out of Fred Willard's mouth. <laughs> Fred Willard is in this movie, dude. Fred. <laughs> It's Fred almost, Willard is so good in this movie. It's almost too much to bear. Like, they didn't write this for him. When he starts going on about the dog's testicles, <laughs> and, you know, different stuff like that. Like, I wonder how much was actually written for Fred Willard for this movie. I mean, I'd, be, I'd be curious to ask him one day. Just say, oh, you know, dude, Fred how much Willard. Is, how much is actually written for you in this movie, by the way? He's just... He's a genius, man. And, dude, when I, when I saw him... Uh, you know, because I, I used to watch this movie uh, back in the day, and I enjoyed it. Like I said, the more and more I watched it, the more and more I, I acquired, you know, somewhat of a taste anyways, or at least I think so. And now looking back on it, dude, because now I'm a huge fucking Fred Willard fan, dude. Like so, like so, some of my favorite movies when he's in fucking How High and, and How oh, yeah. he's, he's in a lot of shit that's fu- that he's just so good in that – when I see him now, dude, this is probably this is probably one of his best movies, dude. Like you said, he just fucking goes off, dude, and it's it's quintessential fucking Fred Willard, dude. So if you want to see like a, the best of the best of Fred Willard, watch this movie. I, I loved it. I when I when I saw him on screen, I forgot, and like I said, having a newfound like appreciation for actors and especially comedic comedic actors. Um, seeing him, I fucking lost it. I was like, oh my god, that's right, Fred Willard's the fucking announcer for this thing. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. I think this movie was a little ahead of its time, too. I, I love I love this movie, even just even right, right from the start, because it, it, it pretty much starts and ends the same way, which is Parker Posey and her husband in therapy. <laughs> but it's not them in therapy, they're in the therapy for the dog. Because the dog yeah. saw them having sex, and apparently he didn't know what to think about it, and you know, right. you know the, the therapist fucking looking at him as they're explaining it too. Just the shots of the therapist, <laughs> so good. Sorry, it's like how much money did they spend on this fucking therapist for this dog? It's just because they, they the dog saw them having sex, and he did. You know, he hasn't been the same since. <laughs> it, it, it couldn't be the, the the neurotic owners that he has at all. No, it couldn't no. be that at all. You know. Not at all. Her screen, who has a, a treadmill for the, the husband and a treadmill for the dog. And they're constantly yelling at the dog's face. You're going to be a winner, aren't you? You're going to get that blue ribbon, aren't you? <laughs> you're just screaming at the dog's face like he's like he's uh, like he's playing football and he's like right. a year old son. You know, and you know, a pep talk. Yes, indeed. Like the dog <laughs> understands what they're saying at all. But it, it all it all takes place to the dog. And, you know, the, the fact that they got him in therapy. <laughs> not, not probably because of you know, them having sex, but the fact right. that they're so fucking crazy and neurotic, and it's rubbing off on the dog, you know. And they're probably one of the craziest couples. They, actually, they're all pretty fucking crazy, but that's what I love about this movie, dude, is because everybody knows those fucking dog owners or just animal owners in general that are a little too attached to their pets. And I, listen, I'm one of them. I fucking love my dog. But if people heard, like, the shit, you know, like, when I, I'm rubbing my dog, he's a good boy. Like, you sound like a moron, dude. So to, to kind of take that idea 
and, and just really um, just blow it up and go all the way with it and, and get great actors <laughs> like you fucking Eugene Levy, Parker Pauzy and Fred Willard and all these fucking people, dude, and this great ensemble cast. I, I, I got to say, man, from start to finish, I, I fucking have a huge smile on my face every time I watch this movie. It's one of my favorites, dude. Definitely like in my top 20, 30 comedies of all time. I love it. The best part about this movie is like if, without all the characters, it wouldn't work because there, there are there are no small right. characters in this movie. Nope, it, nope. Even even the guy who runs the hotel is a character in the movie. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and, and Bagley Junior. It, it doesn't slow down. <laughs> He's talking about like the different like solvents to clean dog piss, and you're you're really you're really invested in oh, talking right. about the different that's solvents right. to cleaning dog piss. So, you know, <laughs> and. and, and <laughs> He's like, this one won't do it. You're gonna need the industrial. You're gonna need this for the bigger breeds, like, you know. It's like, no. It's like, you think this, this would be stupid as fuck in any other movie, right? But the fact that it's another movie like this, like you're totally invested in what this guy's talking about. Like, yep, yep. I guess so. I guess you would need that for that, and, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's Bob, almost hyper real. It's it's too funny. It's too Bob Balaban's in this movie, who is an actor you you would know. We talked about him in uh, Moonrise Kingdom. He was the narrator in Moonrise Kingdom. He was the guy who runs the dog show and the, he, who who was like the inherited person of the dog show. And who was he in Moonrise Kingdom? He was the guy that told like the history of the island and stuff like that. And oh, that fucking guy! Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he's uh, great. Some of my favorite characters the whole film are the. <laughs> Male gay couple played by uh, Michael <laughs> McKean and a guy whose name I can't remember, but I've seen him in like fifty things. That's who I was talking about earlier, by the way. Yeah, uh, Christopher Gass, Michael McKean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. He was in Spinal Tap. Oh, he was in Spinal Tap. Yes, indeed. He's so good, dude. The fact, <laughs> the back and forth of those two, like, like, oh, like the the, the, mix, the mixer or whatnot, you know, and right. He's like flirty, but not flirting with Eugene Levy's character, and he doesn't know what to think about it. <laughs> Calling everybody Mary and shit like that, you know? And it, right. Oh, it, 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 it's funny how you look at him, and when, when they're, they're, she's showing the dog, and you can look at an outfit, and it's like, well, I, could, I could never pull out that, pull out that outfit. Never. Never. The, yeah. the, the clothes that he wore in that movie, look good on him! But you, you look at it like, I couldn't pull out that outfit, you know? And it, and that's the beauty of this movie is the characters are fucking so kooky and strong on their own. Then to watch them interact with each other, dude. And, and let's face it, it's not just the characters on the page. I mean, these actors really fucking brought it. And uh, you do that scene with Eugene leaving the gay guy. Dude, it's just every time, just thinking about it sitting here, dude, like, I'm just fucking dying laughing. Like, that, the, the whole movie, the entire premise is pretty much ridiculous anyways. But then you add, like, just great actors to it, dude. And, and I just, I can't fucking get over it, dude. I, I recommend this movie to a lot of people, especially, you know, the, I love recommending this to pet owners, too. Like, you find, they love it, because they realize they're fucking a little bit psycho. I've know? never been to a shit dog show myself, but my no. friend's mother, she she owns show dogs. Mm -hmm. And she's been to shows like this, and she can barely watch it because it hits too close to home. <laughs> See? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> this isn't fiction. This is fact that these people are this insane about their dogs, you know? Right. right. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's really strange. And, uh, yeah. yeah, all that good stuff. And, oh, man. Yeah, but I, no, I, I can't say too much about it without, without going into, like, you know, major, major sports because you guys all should watch this film, right. you know? And, right. 
Uh, it's, it, just, it's just one of those. It's one of those comedies that uh, you know. I think I don't know. You tell me what you think. It's it's kind of one of those where you love it or you hate it, mm-hmm. right? And, and and if you love it, like like me and you do, I mean, we fucking love this movie. I just think the tone. It's almost like I would equate it to something like uh, The Office. You know, mm-hmm. it's got that kind of like smart ass, like wink wink type of thing going on, or something like maybe Larry David would do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like kind of like really kind of niche things, but but perfect. You know what I mean? Like if you get it, then then it's one of the greatest fucking things. But if you're not into that type of comedy, too, and you just, you know, I could totally see somebody being like, this is fucking stupid. But uh, for me, I, I love it. And like I said, the actors, dude, every fucking actor just Whoa. knocks it out of the park in this movie. And it's this is just it's so good, man. It's so fucking good. I can't say enough good things about best in show i love well, it one of the big strong points of film especially a lot of the older actors who've been acting for a long time mm-hmm. usually levy uh catherine o'hara yep. michael mckeon these right. are all people who have worked together a lot over the years right and right. that helps things in the movie i think yeah to, to make it more funny that they're, they're they've worked together well as an ensemble and, you know and it's just it's just funny as shit to me it is I mean, just, just the part with Little stupid stuff like the fucking the hillbilly talking about talking about peanuts and shit like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and doing this ventriloquist act and you know stupid stuff like that, you know. And it's so dumb. Yeah. Oh man, it, it's dumb, but it works so well. It does, man. It does. Yeah, you just said that that personality for these five or six people, five or six you know groups that you are the main 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 couples and the main pairs in the film, you know, and editors. Yeah, yeah. That you you come to know and you come to love these characters rather quickly too i remember even from the first scene i mean i don't know maybe i'm just i'm I'm a big uh parker posey fan but i watched that dude and by the first scene i was like uh watching it again rather because like i said when i was younger i can't really judge anything properly when when i was younger you know like i said it was kind of before i acquired any sort of taste so anyways when when i watch it now I I I really do like I'm already into it. Like you just love these people and you're like, "Okay, I'm in." Just from that one scene, you know? Like you re- you you re- and you know, you know what it is too? I think is they establish the tone very early and they never let go of that. Like it's the same tone throughout. It's that smart ass kind of like not so much nudge nudge wink wink, but it's very aware of itself and how ridiculous it is. And then that's why it makes those scenes where they start ra- like it seems like that improvising mm-hmm. it makes the, it makes those scenes so much better because it just seems like they're just being stupid and fucking going off and it's like what well, how could you ever write that it's probably because it wasn't written i mm-hmm. mean it's just it's that fucking off the wall so uh yeah man i just um I, i'm constantly recommending this movie to people there's so many fucking good scenes dude and uh yeah watch it best in show yeah uh ratings i guess one to ten dude what do you give it this is a nine for me yeah yeah, I, I just love it. I, I wouldn't give it a 10 just because, I don't know. I feel I feel like uh, I, I've given 10s in the past. Like, I remember I gave a 10 to the uh, to the new Wizard of Oz. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, I forget. Great Powerful Oz. Yes, yes. And I do, I love that movie, but that is definitely not a 10 movie. So, like, I, I always think about shit like that when I'm rating. So, I'm like, you better fucking not make this an Oz rating. Um but yeah, I think a nine for sure. I mean, I it, listen, it's one of my all-time favorites. So, 
Yeah, it's so ridiculous, dude. But what do yeah, you give it? Yeah, me, I'm not afraid to give it a 10 because I'm going to. His, yes, it's, it. it's It's the perfect ah, comedy. It, it's you know, so good. And I've seen it 30 times, and I mm-hmm. keep laughing at the same place every time. <laughs> yep. It's going to yep. make me laugh every time, and it's got that effect on me. Yes. So it's, yes. it's like the perfect comedy. So it gets 10 out of 10, you yeah. know. We definitely have a similar fucking sense of humor, man. But uh, with that, we'll be right back out to close the show. Are you tired of the same old stuff Hollywood puts out week after week? You know, all those less than appealing remakes, those films with over-the-top CG and no storyline. Well, we don't have to take it anymore thanks to the 2015 B-Movie Celebration. Polyscope Media presents the ninth annual B-Movie Celebration. In 2015, we're going to go back in time, back to 1985 to be exact. The ninth annual B-Movie Celebration will feature the following films from this time period. Fright Night. Malibu Express. The Last Dragon. Invasion USA. Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. Return of the Living Dead. Trencers. Reanimator. Morons from Space. The Stuff. Life Force. Defcon 4. Damnation Alley. Better Off Dead. Godzilla 1985. Along with those 80s classics, we're going to showcase The Blob from 1958 and Death Race 2000 from 1975. So pack those bags, recharge that flux capacitor, and join us for the 9th Annual B-Movie Celebration on August 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2015 at the Brown County Playhouse in Nashville, Indiana. For updated information on this event, bookmark the bmoviecelebration.com website using your favorite browser, and we promise to have you home back in time. Titles mentioned in this promo are subject to change without notice. The Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts podcast is an official sponsor of the 9th Annual B-Movie Celebration. Not getting the coverage of TV horror from the other podcasts out there? Then look no further than Evil Episodes Podcast, where we'll give you the in-depth coverage of all the best and the worst that the small screen has to offer. Oh my god, you're hearing just about the big screen? Listen to the small screen here on Evil Episodes, Mike, Corey, and Jamie. Man, we're going to make things weird for you and just uh, bring to you everything that you don't hear about you should be watching on TV. Huh. Jamie, give us some examples. Uh, well, how about we talk about new stuff like American Horror Story or The Walking Dead or this this season's Sleepy Hollow. Uh, but then not only that, we dig into old stuff like Tales from the Dark Side and Supernatural. Holy moly. That sounds like a fun fucking podcast to me. You bet your sweet ass it does. And Jamie, where's the only podcast where they can hear about all that stuff? It's evil episodes, of course. That's right. So set your DVR to channel 666 and let evil episodes give you the in-depth coverage of the stuff that deserves to be but isn't talked about elsewhere. Evil episodes is the podcasting network. <gasps> My films! Oh, gimme, gimme, gimme! Ah, Chinema. Porkies? Meatballs, too? Enjoy your crap fest. <laughs> oh, go read the bell jar, you poser! Klaus, prepare to feast your eyes on the majestic grandeur of the silver screen. I will destroy you! Oh, 
get out of here. Saturday night at the movies. Kiss meets the Phantom. In 1978, when disco was on top, I'm making it. I these guys partied to a different beat. Don't you know what KISS stands for? Knights in Satan's service. We just watched Jan's mom torch our KISS tickets. Nobody's missing that concert tomorrow night. We're not stealing my mom's car. Damn right we are. The paint! The night is young, filled with possibilities. Beth? Yes? Oh! Hey, you little twerps. Give me your KISS tickets or I'll pop your faces in. KISS! <laughs> You're the coolest. Detroit Rock City. It's a girl walking along the side of the highway. We should pull over and help her out. I mean, they, they make scary movies that start out like that. Hey, but, but they make porno movies that start out like that too, man. Original movie, the legendary rock and roll band Kiss, the Star Child, the Demon, the Catman, the Spaceman meets the legendary Dog. I'm here for the final cake. Which? Get me the hottest mystery solvers in the world. Why that was well done. Yeah, and so are we. I think we're gonna need these kids to catch that witch. You'll never stop me! Kiss needs our help. Like, I'm no guitarist, but I can play a mean armpit! <laughs> when the Earth is threatened, this gang Zoinks. will have to rock your world. We'll have this case licked in no time. What's this gonna be to? Now it's just a matter of setting a trap. Who's gonna be the bait? You are. How is it that you and I have to do the hard part? Just lucky, I guess. Scooby-Doo and Kiss. Rock and roll mystery. Come on, guys. These special effects cost money. Look for it on DVD and digital HD. Well, Dan, uh, here we are, man. That was a uh, first episode for us together as you... As my new brother in arms here on the Sim Beef Podcast, I can expert turns that will be a power trio. How about that, huh? I I like it, dude. I, like I said, man, I've always thought that your show is great, man. We we always have fun. We have similar taste in movies, which which always makes it you know fun and 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 easy. But um, but yeah, man. Like I said, I I hope to uh to be back um you know a lot and for. Hopefully the foreseeable future. Yeah, you know? like, like I told it, like you just said, just now, X is not gone, people. He's uh, yeah, he's away on assignment, as he says. I guess you would call it. He's on but, a sabbatical. Uh, he's on sabbatical. Yes, indeed. He's uh, chasing <laughs> devil stories all over the globe, if you will. <laughs> but I, 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 we had this discussion, me and him, that when he when he's ready to come back, he's gonna come back, and we're gonna be a trio. So that's how that's that's how that's gonna work in the future when X is ready to come back. So. 
Definitely, man. I look forward to it, brother. I really do. I, like I said, Cinema Beef is the shit. I always have a blast. And uh, I, I can't say enough good things about you two, Gary. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and suck your nuts. But like I said, you know, Gary's one of those guys where everybody fucking loves you. You know, you're just a straight up dude. So, uh, dude, this is going to be a lot of fun. And especially, um, you know, we're going to have a hell of a summer, man. I, I know me and you have been talking a little bit on some show ideas. And I'm, I'm, I'm fucking ecstatic man i'm excited so so let's do it yeah for sure man uh well <laughs> we're gonna make this happen uh hopefully every time but i've had some miscues on some shows before sorry rob samberry i made you watch nightlife and it was a terrible movie and uh <laughs> we didn't have a lot to say about it but uh yeah i hope i i could uh formulate shows better than that in the future and um next show should be pretty awesome we got a lot of a lot of shows on the, on the, the page there if you guys want to be a guest on the show you guys can check those out and those are the, the, the shows we're going to have in the future. You guys uh, are interested in being on or having a chat or commenting or whatever. Go uh, check out that list on the Cinema Beef Facebook group. We're 100 members strong, I believe. And you guys can come join up if you'd like to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> uh, come rate and review us on iTunes. And any show I produce, uh, being the bird in the beard, Sausage Fest. No, I well, can do Sausage Fest reviews. Uh <laughs> Two Drink Venom Commentaries or Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast. And you could be the winner of some some random autographs I have in my house that I'm... Ooh. Ooh, fancy time. Mm. Yeah, you get uh, Jeffrey Combs, Danny Trejo, Charles Band, and uh, I think there's one more in there, too. And, uh, yeah, you, you guys can win one of those. And, uh, yeah, it could be can, awesome. Can Danny, can Danny Trejo actually sign his name? <laughs> He can sign his name. He's just a tiny Mexican man. You know? I'm just kidding, man. I love dude. <laughs> Trail's great, man. Trail's awesome. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, you guys can win one of those things for sure. And uh, if you rate and review us on iTunes, and I will put your name in a hat once you get enough, enough people to say, hey, I like Cinebeat Podcast. Here's a two-star review. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Nothing but low class here on Cinebeat Podcast, folks. You know, but uh, That's just how we do it. That's how we roll, man. <laughs> but um dan if you have anything to push you know i guess and on your side of the, the pond there on the yeah you push it uh not too much to really push right now like i said i i look forward to uh doing some more shows with you man and uh like i said i i can't wait to uh to formulate uh some new shows and and, and definitely um get into some movies that i've never had the chance to talk about but I've been dying to fucking talk about like uh, <clears throat> Tarantino, Coen Brothers, maybe something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, man. So uh, I'm definitely excited for that. But uh, anything else? I mean, you know, anybody can find me on Facebook, you know, and uh, you know where I'm at. So, yeah, man, it's been fun, though. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, bro. Uh, you could find me on, on Twitter at GW. You could find me on the, the Cinnabee Facebook group. You can friend me personally on Facebook, and I will uh, I will accept your uh, your your um your your invitation if you if you'd like to. Unless you're spamming sunglasses, then go fuck yourself. You know, and <laughs> unless you're sending them candy crushes, then forget it. Candy crushes, man. Uh, Alpha Betty Saga. I'm stuck on that game. Right now. <laughs> Are you one of those? Huh? I'm one of those, man. Oh uh, shit. Oh shit. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it just got real. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, if you want to come out convention-wise, I, I have two that are coming up. If you guys want to come hang out, uh, Flashback Weekend is in August. If you guys want to make plans to come out, it's one of my favorite conventions in, in all conventions. 
Who's going to be there? Uh, tons of Halloween people. If really? You, if you like that sort of thing, like six Michael Myers and, <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be insane. Tom Atkins is going to be there. Daniel Harris is going to yes. be there. Yes. A lot of the bigs are going to be there. So if you guys like Halloween, you love that sort of thing. Flashback weekend. Yeah, come out. Come see that motherfucker. Hell yeah. And then Dude, I want to go. I'm jealous. September is, if you, if you were a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, Whorehound Weekend is happening, <laughs> happening in... Yes, indeed. In Indianapolis, Indiana, where you can come check out lots of stars from Nightmare on Elm Street, including uh, Big Fred himself, Bob Englund. You can come see him. He called him Bob. I call him Bob. My, my buddy calls him <laughs> Chatty Bob. Chatty Bob, he talks a lot. And, you know, and uh, what else? You can come see lots of people, including lots of stars from the first movie. You're getting a lot of Dream Warriors people that are going to be there. Uh, some Freddy's Dead folks are going to be there, which I'm looking forward to. Because Ricky Dean Logan uh, is uh, is an actor I'd like to meet and talk to. Who's that? Who's that? Is that? He fucking... was Carlos and Freddie. Carlos, you have something in your ear. Oh, it, was ter- it was terrible. Oh, I, if we ever we ever reveal, we'll get into it. But it's really terrible for me that scene. Oh, uh, it's horrible! It's horrible. Because I, I had I had problems like that when I was a kid, and it it, it was really awful to watch. Oh, dude, I got a cute. Q-tip stuck in my ear one time. <laughs> oh, dude, it haunted me. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. That. I don't even want to think about it. Uh, yeah, dude, that movie. That movie, man, is bad as I will never forget that fucking scene too. That 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 scarred me deep down. But and hey. you, you get cool stars like Yafet Koto is gonna be there. He's been in a lot of things. You he's know, a, so, uh, he's been. He's an alien. He's in. He's an alien. He's he's uh he's the token black guy on the Nostromo in Alien. Yes, indeed. Oh, that dude. Oh yes. no, shit, huh? Okay. Uh, he's a lot of seventies black exploitation movies. The token he, black. Guy. He's the token black guy on the Nostromo. You know. Hey, even if it's true, it just sounds so funny. Bitching about the shitty food, you know. And damn, that shit is whack. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you come out and see me there. Uh, yeah. And, who knows where else I'm going to be at for those. I, I love going to convention and meeting people, you know, and uh, yeah, but with that, that's about it for me. You could uh, find other shows on the Horophilia Network at the moment. Uh, um, Sloppy Seconds is there with myself and Eric Bergstrom. Come check that out. We should be recording a show sometime soon. The next show coming up to be re- released after we recorded would be Return to Frogtown, which is the sequel to Hell Comes to Frogtown. Which the sequel stars Robert, the late Robert Zadar, not Roddy Piper this time around. Really? Oh yeah, it's gonna be stupid and wacky. Oh. We're gonna have really a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, and always watch your two drink minimum commentaries, and you guys give us high ratings on the Legion feed, and I love you guys for that. I'm getting back on that pony again. I missed the last couple because personal reasons, not not with the host, but personal with myself. You know. Is it the saying, get back on the horse? <laughs> you got to get back on that horse, man. You gotta, we, don't, gotta, we don't fuck around with horses. We get back up on that pony. You got to fight the demons, man. <laughs> demons are inside my brain. <laughs> and they getting fought off, man. Oh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, with that, I will leave you guys here. And remember, you're always here at the Sin Beef Podcast. If you got beef, uh, we've got the grinder. See you guys next time. Peace. Yeah.
Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. But the dog that chases this tail will be busy. He's a happy dog. Rhythmic dog. Harmonic dog. House dog. Street dog. Dog of the world unite. Dancing dogs. Funky dogs, nasty dogs. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.